0: Join me, Emily Tish Sussman, every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This is Howler back now with me, Holland Roden, and iHeartRadio Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to Hallerback. Now this is Holland Roden, and we have made it to the end of season one on this podcast of the Teen Wolf rewatch podcast. We are on episode twelve called Codebreaker. It aired August fifteenth, two thousand eleven, a long time ago. The synopsis is that Scott is caught in the middle of a war between hunters and werewolves. And he enlists the help of both of his friends and enemies to stop the mysterious killings and win back Allison, the writer, none other than Jeff Davis, with the director, Russell Mulcahy. And we have a very lovely guest. Now, technically, she's on three seasons of Teen Wolf, but we couldn't pass season one without having her on. Welcome, Edie
3: Mays. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm most excellent. So how exciting that you have this great podcast. And iHeartRadio is awesome. So and yeah. here you are. Like, yeah. And and I saw, I think it started earlier this year. And uh uh yes, yeah, so I've been keeping tabs on that. And that's really, I love it. I love it. That's one of my favorite things about Teen Wolf is the availability that this cast as a whole and the crew have done to, to connect with the fans, you know. And, yeah. and that's one of the best things about it.
1: Well, I, uh, you know, I've said it before, I, I like off grid, um, like lifestyles. And that's kind of my thing. And, and I've followed a few people that in that sort of medium had started podcasts. And I thought, Oh, interesting, maybe people that have had their fill of Teen Wolf, but they want more, or another way to connect to Teen Wolf, this could be an outlet for them. And so
3: Thankfully, and it certainly has um, been based on what I, based on what I've read and the comments I've read and and, and folks. So um, and it's yeah, fun. I don't. I think there's a whole vast group of folks that will not have their full fill of team Wolf. So, um, uh, which I'm glad for, which I love.
1: I wanted to have you on for the finale because you're such a big part of season one. Obviously, you continue into the next couple seasons. Allison has a lot of heartbreak, uh, and this episode was no short of it. How did you find Teen Wolf, and how were you cast? Like, what's what's the story? Because I, I actually don't think I know this.
3: Uh, so, in my opinion, for what that's worth, um, there are <laughs> several good stories um, b- behind it. First of all, um, Melissa and I auditioned both for um, the role of Melissa uh, McCall.
1: That's right. So, yes.
3: Yeah, and I did um, learn this this year.
1: Yes. Uh, okay. From so, Melissa. And, yes, and
3: she's a good buddy of mine, and so mm-hmm. um, so it was fascinating to to audition for that and then end up i mean that happens all the time as you know um mm-hmm. and get it get a different role but um the disparity at the time this is me being politic let me see if i can put this <laughs> properly it's not my strength to be subtle um there's a big um before COVID, especially there was a big disparity between um los angeles and any other market right and really that's where the decisions get made people are like oh but atlanta's great isn't it great for yeah, if you're a grip or an electric or you do hair or makeup or something, you know, um right. but it, as an as an actor, it's that's the roles that come there are usually last and um or, or you know way down there. So so to at the end of season 1 um I, <laughs> I still I remember at one point during season 1, I won't say which actor it was, but somebody said to me on set we were sitting in a break, and they're resetting behind us, and there's all this action, and there was there were a whole bunch of cast members, and somebody it was laughingly playing over here, and they look up and said to me, "Do you even have a first name?" Mm-hmm. And and I went, <laughs> "It's um,
0: <laughs> yeah,"
3: and and of course and to me I did, but in the script I didn't. So season one, um, when that the in the finale, um, it was. that was in Atlanta and it was, um, freezing cold. And Jeff Davis, who was obviously works, you know, if Mm -hmm. there were more than 24 hours a day, he, he would work them all. Um, but he happened to be there and he wasn't feeling great and it was late. We run way over and me, I was fine. I was, you know, I'm sitting in my trailer, I'm taking a nap, Mm -hmm. I'm dressed, right. You know how it is. Right. Right. And, um, um, and so, I'm the last scene, and it's this scene where they're going to shoot through the closet at me, and I'm Mm -hmm. looking at clothes, and I'm. And it was this huge monologue, basically, that I that I had with Crystal uh, with Allison, Mm -hmm. um, where where I very demurely was telling her, and again, demure, not my not playing to my strengths, (laughs) but um, where I said to her, um, I was you know, well, your dad will have to do this, and your dad'll, you know, you'll have to talk to your dad, and and um. So, but we were way over, and tempers were stretched thin. And I come mm-hmm. out all fresh and bubbly. Hey, I'm ready to go. I've been sitting in my trailer drinking Lacroix. I'm good. And um, and and so um, I think Jeff said, "Are you ready to do this?" I said, "It's it's a long it's a long bit." I said, "But I'll nail it for you in one if you give me a first name." And he laughed out loud.
1: That's and- funny.
3: He said, "Yeah, right." And he said, "Well, what name did you have in mind?" And I told him Caroline, and he uh, <laughs> said, "said huh which is yeah." So, and it's what I always wanted to be named, and uh, and he said to me, um, "That's great," but I had a different one in mind. I'm thinking Victoria, mm. and I said, "Okay, I love it." I love it. very regal it was, there was it still had that same feminine yet powerful feel you know mm-hmm. so um so I go in and i and I nail this scene and it and it and so I'm a mother of three in in IRL in real life and mm-hmm. um so my and I'm I guess I'm kind of strict sometimes and so um I, and I'm and my children I've always made them say yes ma'am and no ma'am to me like hey did you clean your room yeah mm-hmm. it's not okay you know, it's yes, ma'am, and, and not for not not so that I had them under my control, but so that I'm a better parent. Because if somebody goes yeah to me, I just want to
1: right, so, right,
3: right. So, so the lines in the in the finale in this big scene, and I'm you know, and I'm in this tight little black dress, and I'm you know looking at the closet, and it's this dark thing, and we, you know, and 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 everything's just been revealed that, that Allison now knows I just saw my boyfriend turn into a werewolf, Right, 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 I and mean, all this stuff. And so, um, I we I did the scene, nailed it in one, mm-hmm. um, and but now that, yeah, obviously we have to do multiple takes and get it from different angles. Different angles and so, yeah. at one point, um, they have um the camera on her. I guess they they turn and they don't, don't were doing the reverse, and and so I'm just doing doing the scene again, and and I said and I turned to her and I kept saying, "Do you understand? No, I need you to say it," because she was just nodding. Okay, I'm just making mm. me a little crazy, and so at this point, so I turn around and, during one of the takes and I go, "Say, say it, And say said Yes, <laughs> and it began, oh, like, and, and she burst into tears during the scene on camera, and like tears sort of coming, and mm. and I and I stayed there until they said cut, and and I went, oh, "I'm so sorry, Crystal, I'm so sorry." About like, you know, I felt so bad, and she said, "No, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine," and and everybody there on set, <laughs> every crew member that we're like, what did you just do to her? And I'm no, 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 no. And that ended up being what they kept. And they, what, what Jeff told me later was that he wanted to see a character arc for her, for Allison, from season one into more like a Buffy, the vampire slayer feel. Mm -hmm. Hello. Anybody seen the movie? And, uh, and, and get her more into, into that feel. Um, And they were going to, Use me to help precipitate that incident right. too. So that well, was sort of the transition. You
1: certainly earned the name Victoria. That was an that's amazing. I didn't know that story. We're gonna we're gonna take you through the episode, and then okay. I have more questions about that scene. But that was okay. an amazing introduction to uh, <laughs> to the scene because I was gonna say, do you remember the scene? Of course, you remember the scene. <laughs> um, I love it. Well, so we start outside the school on the buses where we left off in episode eleven. Where Scott jumps on the car, he turns into a werewolf. Allison sees him for the first time, and he runs away. Then we're at the lacrosse field. I'm laying there in the field, Lydia, and uh, Styles is saying, "You know, over my dead body, you're gonna have to kill me, Peter. I'm not leaving." I just you got goosebumps.
2: I just got goosebumps. Oh, yeah. Stop, stop, stop. Oh. Yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, and so he says, "You know what? You can call Jackson. Jackson can can come get Lydia, but you're coming with me." And. Allison at this point is in shock by the school buses, and her dad catches her before she falls and says she's okay. I love the wood scenes because the camera work on this show is incredible. Um, I've been interviewing, you know, DPs Jonathan Hall um, and right. d- directors, so to watch an episode from that perspective, I start noticing. I've always noticed the, the wood shots, but uh, the camera angles, in in um, particular, I've I've been more hyper aware of. And the mm, light, the right? Lighting, and the lighting, beautiful, and that,
3: right? Especially at night, and and you know, in the, those Atlanta trees shot in California, the way they, um, I guess it was near Griffin Park, I can't think. Anyway, but so yeah. the way they would light the trees, you know, and, yeah. and or creating rain, like yeah, they, they it, it was masterful. It's been masterful. Yeah, it's a big direction. part. I
1: think it's a character of Teen Wolf, essentially. Um, I, I agree.
3: Agreed. It yeah. definitely has an essence of feel
1: peppered yeah. in with that comedy exactly which i have many questions for you of the uh, the comedy drama
3: uh <laughs>
1: tipping point which you're so good at uh but at this point we cut back to the formal jackson's running out with uh, lydia in his arms saying someone help please and styles and peter had a lot of back and forth in this episode they were quite the duo um, but Peter Hale is telling styles not to feel bad because if she lives, she become a werewolf and he's like, Oh, great. Once a month I have to deal with her. And Peter's like, no, actually she's a woman twice a month. So I love that. <laughs> I don't know if they age well, but I actually think they're fine. Personally. Um, Jeff always has felt like a big brother and whenever he just like throws in some comedy, um, you know, he is an out- outwardly gay man and, and, um, he doesn't. He has a lot of, he He doesn't have a lot of girlfriends. He's like, he loves women, but he is not that I'm aware of. He, you know, he has more guy friends than girlfriends. And so whenever he throws like a woman joke in there, I always just like, he feels like my big brother and I'm just like laughing at him um, right. and how he's right. able, like, there's such a closeness, like you said, in our cast. And I think that spilled over even as soon as season one into the writer's room, where and I remember we were all I, in I, on I, the joke.
3: I, I remember um we were going to lunch. it was again like two in the morning right
4: it was
3: right, right so so and it was just me and Jeff sitting in in the van driving mm. driving over to to uh, base camp from uh, from the location. and um again, season one, and I hadn't you know seen him a lot. I, so i it's just the two of us in the van. Yeah, and yeah. Me. And so I said, um, "Listen, I don't, I don't know how appropriate this is, but um, this show is really smart. But I think it's really funny too." And he said, "Oh, thank you so much. I'm so um, glad you see the humor." And he said that was something that he. And I've told him that he's, and I've told him that directly since then, and that 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 was something that was important to him, and mm-hmm. and that that because there's tension and then release and tension and release. And I think that that's important in in, in any project um, yeah. because if it's all tension and all that, you know, and, but it's what separates it. It's what it's, it's part of the team of Mark and that's uh, totally. a result of Jeff Davis and, and, you know, and, and Angela or, um, or will, you know, people that later later came mm-hmm. along as writers maintained that, mm-hmm. you know, so um, I have a lot of respect for that, but
0: it's,
3: uh, uh anyway i interrupted but yeah, yeah no you no the jeff davis moments is, is outstanding
1: yeah yeah we all have that moment in the in the van with a creator and you're like oh do i say it? do i not say it um but jeff jeff's a special one and i obviously am a biased opinion but i i would have that opinion if i had done one episode
2: Smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart. I think like it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like we have fun, but then he would treat me like crap.
4: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.
5: It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges. On Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night.
1: So I have questions for you, Kate. And Chris Argent. I'm taking this opportunity in this scene where they're at, you know, your house, and they're arguing mm-hmm. about that. Kate tells you know Allison the family, the family history, the family business. And where do you think? Because it wasn't played necessarily on camera; it was in bits. But um, for just where were you um, in the? Should we have told her? Should we have not told her? Debate. Between Chris and Kate,
3: so I always read the whole script. I didn't. I didn't ever go through and just just read my scenes or work on my stuff. Um, so I, I read the whole thing. That was always important to me to mm-hmm. to get a full understanding of the show. Yeah, or, different in, perspectives. In I do, but but particularly this. Um, I found so I as Victoria. So when I say I, I mean Victoria. Um, right. In this context, I found it um, offensive, um, but she was a little nuts. And not my side of the family. So Kate, um <sighs> but fans, but it translated on camera. Fans thought that 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 Kate was Chris's wife. Um and,
1: oh, funny. And really? I, I didn't know that.
3: That that professionally speaking and show arc-wise, that that I found troubling. But more directly to your question, I found it entirely inappropriate that her aunt would be the one to tell her these things. Um, she was, she was too young to know this was something her father should do. Her father and I had already in my mind had already talked right. about how it yeah. was going to happen. Um, but circumstances precipitated that her necessity to know, but I think one of the lines and, and the thing is, um, there are things out there you're not ready to know yet mm-hmm. and because and it, it put her in danger. So, um, I made, I made the decision, um, that, that for, for. Kate to have revealed things or, you know, and then there was the, you know, the lighthearted, the condom stuff or the weapons or the, you know, whatever that it was, n- none of that was appropriate for her to do. She was overstepping her bounds and it was because she was, she was, you know, a little nutso, but, um, you know, it's, I think we all have that in our family. Uh, well, so
1: always that uh, one family member. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, so that was sort of how I resolved it, but I never liked it. Um, okay. and, and, and then there was, so there was personal in real life stuff that I was able to sort of translate to the screen. Oh, interesting. Side. I would want somebody to tell my kids, there, there's stuff I, I wanted to tell my kids specifically. And I, 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 you know, I'd have been pissed and I know Victoria, no, there was a way this was going to be handled. Mm-hmm. And Victoria, you know, in my mind, Victoria Argent, uh, as Victoria Argent, I had a thing, a, a way this was supposed to go. Things were supposed to work. It did like not this. go down the they, way it was supposed to go. Right.
1: Oh, interesting. That's you got the in real life mom perspective on that. That's yeah. For that's sure. definitely a question that uh you know what bleeds yeah. into real life and you take it. You take that on screen.
3: I didn't let my kids because of their age at the time. I, and oh, I didn't watch um a lot of the a, a lot of this stuff. Uh, I didn't let them watch a lot of team. I, I was selective about what they got to watch. But when I played for them, the scene, for example, where I said say it like I like you know like I said or where I was angry or wherever I did. My kids were. always like, "Yeah, what?" They never (sighs) thought I was scary. My kids was a Monday. They're like, "Whatever, that's just mom." What? You know? So it's it's funny to me that the rest of the world, the fandom, thinks like, you know, thought
1: the scariest mom on TV or the scariest (laughs) mom on TV. (laughs) TV. Not my moniker.
3: Somebody else dubbed me that, and I I thought, "Really?" Because I'm kind of like that in real life too. But maybe okay. Not not like slicing myself open or hitting people with cars. <laughs> no, yeah. I haven't done that in real life, but so. Well, you
1: you carry a lot of power with Victoria, and that's what I, I loved how you played her, and especially the scene in Allison's room. I love that you picked out red, the sweater red, um, as like, you know, sort of a foreshadowing moment um, in Teen Wolf. But I do love how you say it doesn't matter what she wants, it's what she needs, and to stay quiet. Did you...
3: I just got goosebumps again. Yeah.
4: Just <laughs> stay yeah. quiet.
1: I feel like how much of a traditional mindset did Victoria have and how much of like the, the modern feminist mindset do you think Victoria brought into the family or what what what, um, what was your I, perspective on her character?
3: On so character? my my perspective is that um I as Victoria um knew things that I um I, I wanted to bring my daughter about, and I would already had conversations with my husband, and I wanted to bring her to this reality um, that because it was a re- that she wasn't aware of, uh, mm-hmm. in um, in, a, in, a, in a timely way, age appropriate is, mm-hmm. is is what I use in real life, and 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 what yeah. I wanted to do for the show. So um, I I wouldn't even say that um, uh, like it was it was such a departure from you know wanting her to know um there are things you're you know you're you're not ready to know yet um
1: it was a safety concern
3: was, yeah it really yeah. was and um and i didn't um i didn't want her i didn't want her to know that because um because of of what it would mean but and then she had to. But but even then I try to control, you know, it's like uh, sand, holding sand in your hands. You know, right. it's, it's it just keeps slipping through your hands. You and can so feel the manicness in the later in the
1: episode. Absolutely. Of like, this is all unraveling from me, you know, for Victoria. I totally I totally felt that yeah. um, I love, you know, I had no idea to say it. And in the way in which you said it was improv and it completely changes the scene because you go from this like sweet to um, the to the yeah. spicy like the way you go back and forth
3: it's a little is psychotic
1: lovely though it's so lovely and you yeah. know you do i mean you married into a, fa- a family of werewolf hunters things right. you know things get a little dicey mentally when right. uh you've a lot to take on yeah. and and you and you chose to i mean did you have any backstory into marrying into a werewolf family
3: yes uh, so, so that, that was um, an arranged to me, not an arranged marriage per se, but one we knew was coming. It was prepared. My, um, my, in fact, uh, it's, um, I wrote some fanfic about, about that. On oh, that's A- amazing. One of the, yeah. So uh, it's uh, about. I mean, because if you're going to do all that backstory, it makes for great fanfic, you know. Sure, so, sure. Uh, so I do on Ao4. I have some fanfic. Um, uh, I was good enough to get an invite from a fan to, uh, to do fan that fiction but, um, for
1: those of you who, uh, you know, for Kimberly in Wisconsin.
3: <laughs> oh right, right, right. Oh, sorry, sorry. Thank you. Yes. So fanfiction, yes. So um, and and every uh, like all even on like I never use aliases like a lot of people do on fanfic and or on social okay. media and stuff, and I just don't because you know. Mm-hmm. Me, and so um, so it's just it's just my name, Edie May. Just throwing um, it out there on that stuff, yeah. The um, on you know, on on Ao4, if you're looking for fanfic and stuff. But it's to me, it was keep a, a facade for Victoria as Victoria, keep a facade in the real world. But um, the code and the the idea that uh, we protect those that cannot protect themselves. Um, that was I, I believed that before. I ever met Chris but so I I met a store I, I wrote a story about meeting about meeting Chris. So um in in fanfic yeah. yeah and so yeah. Uh, and so I so I knew that before I married him. I knew I would marry and I knew about that world before him. It wasn't like oh I you know I felt right, like okay. and was like wait what no. I knew about it beforehand. Um is what is what I decided that they're that almost like royal families. They're families that right know these right. things. And so then it's okay um uh, you know it, it, and i and i think that's what makes it so nice to have um that's why D- dylan uh, uh, o'brien why why as styles is is the sort of the uh, the voice of the real world where the, uh, the audience member can really relate through of wait is that a real is this a real this thing thing this you is know? the thing right. right right i
1: love that i didn't know that so guys go check out fan fiction Edie may's backstory and the arranged marriage that are werewolf hunters
3: yeah and the um so that scene where i went from oh you know you really need to talk to your father and then when i just un- unloaded on her while that was improv that big big speech was a lot longer than what ended up getting used and they cut mm. a, and and added they they cut lines that made uh, me as victoria more demure made um m- you know more passive they cut those and left in the, listen to me, kind of attitude. And because I, and like I said, at that point, I think they had decided, okay.
1: Capital um, V, Victoria's in the house.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I love that though, Three I love cookies, that. baby, you know, it's like, uh, yeah. So, and, and I really would have, I, I would have liked to have seen, and this is another fic I wrote, with, or ficlet maybe, which is a little, tiny fiction, um, Victoria, Argent, back as a werewolf Um, you know Mm -hmm. people are like oh it's too bad you died and
1: i'm like hold on a second (laughs) well that'll that'll have we'll have to bring you back for the second second episode hopefully well we we will dive into this it's it's not necessarily
3: (laughs) how it actually happened but to the uh to
1: the sliding door effect yeah yeah Yeah. well so we cut to outside of allison's house and allison or Anne are in the car they're about to leave kate says she can't find the elf on his own and allison's dad tells allison that they're going to talk about everything and he promises as they drive off And Allison's mother, Victoria, asks Chris Argent if he can find the alpha. And Chris says, nope, but Scott can. And we get to the parking lot. Another Stiles and Peter Hale scene. And uh, he asks whose car this is. And Peter says his nurse. He says he got better because the nurse is in the trunk. (laughs) And (laughs) the uh, animal clinic, Um, Scott starts to hear everything. These dogs start barking. And kate is driving allison to what turns out to be the hospital so she sees lydia and sees that there are these flashbacks of bloody lydia coming to fruition and Kate's basically trying to convince her that this is all real these people kill these werewolves kill and uh, it's not to be taken lightly right despite love and so at that point peter wants styles to track scott And I love that the username and password, Allison. Allison. again, Mm -hmm. the humor between like the stakes are high, like you say, Mm -hmm. and then it's just showered with comedy. Mm -hmm. It's definitely what makes teen wolf, teen wolf and gets into the crevices of people's hearts. Um, We then cut back to the hospital and Jackson is asking where Lydia is. And sheriff has a great scene when Jackson's like, Hey, your son took him to the formal, not, not me. Right. Right. And, uh, that point um, in the parking lot, um Styles tells Peter if he does um, this, he needs to promise that to leave Scott out of it. And Peter says he needs Scott and Derek um, to do it because it will save Allison, and that Styles will do this because he has to save Scott. So, cut to the woods. Scott's at the top of a mountain. He has this big werewolf howl, and Derek answers that howl, and and everybody in town sort of hears that Derek reverberating howl. Right, and- right, right. I love that Scott takes it upon himself in the series finale of season one to start really taking on the werewolf duties, so to speak, and and saying, hey, I'm going to go help Derek. Usually it was, oh, I'm going to help Style, I'm going to help my friends, but he really comes to the table with Derek and um, unleashing him so that the hunter doesn't get another whack at him with the bat. One thing I do love about the next hospital scene is that for just a split second, Sheriff thinks, oh, gosh, is my son something? Is my son at at fault right. like why, why isn't he here He oh,
3: what is his role in this he exactly I mean, if, there's, if all this other odd oddity exists what what is what's happened to my son yeah yeah
1: oh have you ever had that suspicion with one of your kids of like that um, moment of oh who could do that oh no could
3: it be my kid um have i um have i not <laughs> <laughs> okay i mean today or like mm, yeah ever yeah, since i haven't spoken to them yet today yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. But yeah, yesterday. And so and and again, the, my youngest just graduated high school last year and they, they came to the set and they again taking real life parenting into into the show and being a parent there. Who wants mm. their daughter to have sex with a wolf? You know, a <laughs> werewolf. I don't think so. I don't know why people got so mad at me for trying to kill a werewolf. I mean, like, would you want your daughter having you know relations with a werewolf no well, you know what the and, like, romeo and juliet effect rough, and all of a sudden you know but but and, and which is what was always my defense but yeah there there have been uh I, I it still happens where i still get phone calls with my kids today mm-hmm. um i mean again not today today but it, you know uh it, it, at this at this point in life where they're like uh so and i have to try and figure out all right uh who where it seems just like that between the sheriff and stuff wait a second what's going on here yeah that definitely still happens oh yeah.
1: that's so funny yeah it's always fun just to, to get the in real life art imitates life moments yeah. um well what i love is uh is that yeah that exchange in the hospital and then finally styles shows up and i love that styles is trying to get more information out of his dad uh, but his dad says that a girl in her, potentially late 20s not a young young-ish girl and I think that's the first time that Stiles starts to think Kate. I think there was something, you know, that, that crosses his face that says Kate could have been this person. Is it is it is it Allison with the pendant necklace? But then late 20s, potentially Kate. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. Right. So, that was yeah. a, that was another uh, really the, uh, the coin drop there. Yeah, for sure. exactly.
1: Exactly. So back to the hospital and um Styles and Jackson have this lovely uh, showdown with your husband Chris Sargent. <laughs> yeah. uh do you feel like he's roughed up a few teenagers before or is this his first go?
3: uh no plenty <laughs> and it's such and and which is which is so phenomenal and, and another and another great example of of um uh, because Colton is probably one of the kindest gentlest yeah. souls and to this day. And I just, I, you know, I when I saw him back in January, when I like, I just, there's something when I see that, that makes it like, I get, I get tingly in my teeth. He's just such a good man, just a good dude. He's and then one of my besties, such a yeah. jackass.
0: On, I mean, <laughs> he <laughs> usually plays this kind of characters totally. And,
3: and, and, and even in the film, working in the humor, it's the, 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 the fact that he, it's, and those are always my favorite. It's the, the villain that you hate that you love. Mm. And he did that. And so, yeah. Has he done it? Had he roughed up folks before? <laughs> yeah. Plenty. Okay. But you know, yeah, absolutely. But which is, and, and, and to your credit that the, 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 lore, the pull between um, the honesty and the humor and the integrity of styles and, and, and that loyalty there, but you know, the strength and the, the sexiness and the excitement and intelligence of of jackson you know that that um lydia had to face you know it, it, oh, that, how funny. Comes about. <laughs> like i love well so I, I just
1: i mean it when when push comes to shove styles is the one that really steps in when even with chris he goes your sister you know he was the one that really takes him to task so styles will walk in the face of fury that's for sure Yep. so Scott and Derek are now in the woods, and Derek says that something doesn't feel right. It feels just too easy. And Scott says, "Well, when someone s- says it's too easy, that's when something bad happens." I love yeah. Jeff, like, <laughs> like, sh- the bell. Like,
3: yeah. what else could happen? At least it's not raining.
1: And yeah. were you a? Have you ever? We were an archery fan uh, prior to Teen Wolf because this is when Allison starts shooting at Derek, and shoots the tree. Fire blows up, and uh, they have this moment. Um, where Kate's going to be this psychopathic killer and um, one, do you have archery experience? And I, two, did you just love, you know, Argent showing up and almost supporting the family in that sense, because you were already mad at Kate and then pointing the gun right at Kate.
3: Right. So, so um, yes, I have had archery experience uh, ever like since summer camp and, and taught it to Mm -hmm. my kids as well. We, we, I have about five acres um, of land and, horses and stuff and so uh, we were able to, to so we set up targets uh, you know I bought targets but um but longbows like a, a hand carved longbow which is stupid hard and uh way yeah longbows really, are incredible really, really, the accuracy is really hard but um but yeah but that um and and uh, like because I'm tall and I'm big and I'm loud and whatever people you know used to joke with me about such an Amazon which I think they meant as an insult which i took his one at first until i did some research and i'm like (laughs) yeah and the um except the amazon women always cut off one bosom um so that when they shot they uh especially in the shirt i look
1: facts we learn on how now amazon amazonian women had had one bosom severed well it would cut one off so
3: the string would it wouldn't interfere with the string
1: that's that's something that i don't know if if, uh if if crystal would have been comfortable with at that point
3: <laughs> or any point if, you, if if she's if she was quite that committed to the to yeah the role, committed yeah. to the role yeah, maybe not yeah. i don't know that i would have either
1: thank god daniel day lewis is not playing uh playing <laughs> <Crystal>
3: <laughs> right, right, right that's
1: crazy
4: hey i'm jay shetty and i'm the host of on purpose on purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier healthier and more healed this week i talked to tiffany haddish in a hilarious deep thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma
2: have fun but then he would treat me like crap
4: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.
5: It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. What were
1: your thoughts on Peter severing uh, Kate's Kate's neck? Well, I should say, deeply scratching it, killing her. It,
3: it was a classic example of why That whole realm is more dangerous. It's not romantic. It's not sexy. And I, and I know that's the point of the show and it's a very Romeo, Juliet Mm. uh, love story. And, and I am a Scallison, you know, fan that it is my OTP, my one true pairing. um, It's that it's still not as a fan, but it, it's not okay. And, and for him to do that, um, it did not bother me in the slightest because, (sighs) um, It, it, was, I mean, it, uh, it was like having to put an animal to sleep. I, I, it, to me, um, uh, both as Victoria Argent and as Edie, like, uh, yeah, no, sorry, lady, that's what happens when you know. And, um, it, this is these are dangerous things we dwell in, and you don't mess around. And and shit. and Jill
1: did such a great job. I thought she was so fun, and also like you know, similar to Peter that. Peter would have these really comical moments and then just do these death defying, you know, I mean, just just horrific, Horrific. exactly. Just purely evil things. And I feel like, you know, Jill's character, Jill had to do that, had to play with that same balance, but Mm -hmm. almost less funny. Like she really had to had a hard line to to scale as, as the actor. And um, she was so sexy and so fun but so
3: scary at the same time right right well and and there's there's something about having that that dichotomy or you know where that many um sort of uh uh opposing senses that 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 make it even even scarier you know that that mm-hmm. she is that uh funny and sexy and then being able to twist like that like oh wait you are not what i thought yet. Yeah, it, it that it is off-putting and that's that. and that was the thing she it always kept you off balance and i you know and i and and i have not watched the podcast um that you did with jill but and and i and i hope she talked about this but i remember on set one time we were looking at the script and uh and jeff was there and there were several other people and it was open on a table and um, you know and there the crew was setting up lights and doing all the hard work while we're you know re- just reviewing the script and she and she read something and she went oh oh oh, I don't want to say too much right now. And she went, mm-hmm. oh, wait, I I, I did that? Oh. And I was like, okay. So, yes, yeah, I don't know. Because she was worried, like, she would fly in for, like, five minutes, fly back out for five minutes oh. over Atlanta because she was doing, you know, other work. So I get it, but she, she hadn't had the chance to read the whole thing, so it was... Well, sometimes so our scripts her- would come
1: out quite late, too, so you just didn't know, you know? And so right. I... Right, um... and changing the day, you'd walk into your trailer and be like,
3: that's interesting right um, right of right. these <laughs> i do remember that i think like we today.
1: i just was so sad to lose her because i just love love jill um such a fun fun woman but to yeah. round out the episode chris says uh he isn't the only one scott has to worry about now and there's this moment obviously on the roof with scott and allison that the werewolf hunter and the werewolf can be kind of one for his, for and she also knows that Scott has good intentions although he's a werewolf and can kill and i love that there's this bigger battle to go fight after season 1 but um i thought that was a fun way to to end the, the season was we're kind of get opposing sides are kind of together about to go fight a bigger battle
3: that, um, yeah right that, that, it, that it becomes less about What your your name is, you know, Mm -hmm. um, the the whole Romeo Juliet thing, and more about, um, and that's why the code came to be updated later. You know, the code, the code um, breaking, and and that both learned from each other, and Mm -hmm. there was this sort of symbiosis there that was really nice, and um, and and that's and that's I think a large part of what made the show um, uh, work so well, and what resonated with with people is that my enemy is my friend when you know when you have a common enemy you know right uh, well and that's in the synopsis good thanks somebody (laughs) correct that in the comments um (laughs) right the enemy of my enemy is my friend exactly right you're making sense you're making sense
1: you're making sense that's, that's what i love that 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 jeff took there uh took it there for the end of season one now quick question about the necklace you said, I knew we should have, you know, sort of developed this necklace or passed down the necklace to Allison. Do you have any special pendants in your real life? Do you have any favorite uh, keepsakes that you wear on a daily basis?
3: That, um, so that I wear, um, no, other than my wedding ring. Um, mm. No, I wear a spin. I'm not wearing it now because I I knew I would do it during the show, but I wear spinner rings. Um, and I've worn them for for years before they were a thing. Before like fidget rings and fidget things. The fidget, yeah, I forgot. and and, and I I do that, you know, and I would spin, 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 spin. So I'm not doing it now because I didn't want to be distracted. But so other than that, no, I think that um, if you eat eat barbecue, those those
1: uh, those rings won't spin as much, (laughs) or like like a (laughs) lot of like you know salt, right? Or if
3: if you get certain kind of soap in there too right right. yeah exactly right, right they kind of grind to a halt yes yeah but it's i i absolutely feel like um um because i'm old now um um is that mm. being um things are far less important and what i get to do and mm. is is the uh, so i have to show you my little pillow hold on in search of adventure oh so, it's um, it's experiences it, it really is it's, it is and yeah. it's, it's right and i get it but the, you know I, i'm i'm sorry i didn't make it right but that's like i liked seeing the hail storm yesterday uh ha, ha, hail storm <laughs> hail. um team wolf the, always follows uh, you i, I <laughs> <laughs> oh hail i, I that uh-huh. was one joke that i then i don't think i used in team wolf and but I'm a big fan of puns and which is the lowest sense of humor, but, um, but yeah, but no, so I don't think I have anything like that, except there were, um, so going to conventions, as you know,
0: Mm
3: -hmm. um, as I I remember seeing it happen with you at, at, at cons and such. So going to live appearances and having fans, I still have, um, like I have a button that says I support Jeff Davis and um, I have, I have, bracelet that's um that's got very that's got an arrow on it um that has got an anchor on it so um I, I i would go through the vendors and buy stuff from from folks that that made fan art and so um i, I have I a little funny. tiny vial of wolfbane it, it's in it you know it's it's small it's like half the size of my little finger and it's it's got poppy seeds in it <laughs> I hope they're bobby seeds <laughs> that somebody gave me that's, that's corked, great. you know, and and used to wear it as a necklace. So, so those things um, I keep and I treasure, but, but, um, but really in, in real life, there's yeah. n- next to I nothing.
1: I know what you mean. Yeah. I have a, there was a, there was a, a cross stitch of Fifel that a fan did for <laughs> me once and it is, oh, you can bet your bottom. It's hanging up in my, my TV room where I next to her food and,
3: And let me say, I haven't asked, I haven't asked about Fifo because I good. I know she's 13, Uh,
1: she's alive. She's good. You know, she she has arthritis and, and a lot of other problems right now, but she's, she's currently asleep over here. She's good. She's good. She's old but she's okay i know season two i got my dog I know, but i didn't want to
3: ask mm, because you know but 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 i remember faithful and faithful oh you're so sweet
1: i want to get it out there what's next for you what's going on what uh what would you like everyone to know about
3: so next for me so just before covid i had so one of the things that i love even though christian taylor said to me in a lovely british accent why would you want to do that you know um and, and and russell looked at me like what um is is directing and producing so ever since i was a kid i've known i remember sitting and watching tv um it, you know and the back when it, they had tubes in them back in the day and, and watching cable and watching uh, watching stuff i should never have been allowed to watch and staring at it like this and thinking i want to be i want to grow up and be part of making things like that that
1: oh um, yeah be be the story will be uh be writing the story or helping write the story as a and every day. actor has a yep. screenplay,
3: um, you know, in the drawer, but I've got 15 projects, um, just before COVID that are ready to be released. Um, independent, I mean, I mean mm-hmm. all inpe- independent things ready to sell from television shows, reality TV shows, um, a documentary, a really meaningful documentary called driving magic. Um, and, uh, and so I've got 15 projects that, um, and COVID again threw that off track a little bit, but it's getting yeah. back there. It's getting
1: well. Back if you're if you're doing any of the side of Atlanta, there's so much production heading to Atlanta as far as the companies go and setting up financing and and building studios. Um, Brand new there. studio just, so, just saw that. Yeah. Now. Just, yep. Yeah.
3: Just right that's now.
1: really exciting. Then we'll yeah. have a, a great outlet. Then oh, I love that.
3: Listen, you've been wonderful and and I missed seeing you at the premiere cuz I didn't go to the party afterwards. I know. But um I'm I'm glad I got to see you here and and I'm really glad to know that you you, you when you walked out on screen when I saw you in the film I, my jaw dropped. And that white suit, I thought oh, girl, so what sweet. do I got to do to look like that? And That's where do I get that? You
1: you've always been in insane shape. You're known for that. Well, so thank you. so anyway, okay. I, I you look beautiful obviously inside and out. Thank, thank you, you so much for coming. Not. Thanks. Bye, hon. Thanks for listening, y'all. Follow us on Instagram at podcast and make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. We'll see you next time.
3: It's like the police knew who he was before they got here.
0: From iHeart Podcasts, the medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life.